good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to welcome you and thank you for allowing me into your life to share with you some precious thoughts from the Word of God again today. Today's thought comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Powerful passage of scripture that I've been meditating on simply because here at our assembly, our church, our worship here, we are focusing in this next week on missions and global evangelism. And I think it's a topic that we do need to revisit from time to uh, time to time because our lives get so hectic and so um, I think distracting that we sometimes will lose our focus regarding why God has left us here in the first place. It would be a lovely thing if the Lord had just saved us and then taken us on to heaven, but in His providential wisdom, in His understanding and insight, He has provided that we would be tools for the uh, evangel- uh, evangelism of the entire uh, of the entire globe. And so uh, we spend one week a year here at our church at Heritage, and we are focusing on uh, God's purpose and God's. Uh, design and redeeming the human race, and he does it one soul at a time. Uh, I have focused a lot recently looking back at the early church and how uh, it uh, pursued uh, evangelism. Evangelism can be hard, it was no doubt about it, even in the early days of Christianity when you had people that were so zealous and passionate for the Lord. Uh, evangelism was hard then. Oftentimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that, well, uh, the good old days 50 years ago when evangelism was easier. And there's no doubt that in the past 50 years, a pagan mindset has dominated and grown more influential so that it's consumed our society. Uh, But I think that uh, evangelism has always been a difficult thing, whether we feel like we were born for it or we struggle to even get our words out. Uh, sharing your faith can be one of the toughest things that you'll ever do, but I would add to that also one of the most joyful things that God ever allows you to do. Uh, Whatever your evangelistic context, uh, core truths underpin our outreach efforts, uh, and they, they remain the same ever since our Lord gave us that commissioning, that go out and win people to Christ that he gave in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18, 19, and 20, to go out and to make disciples of all nations. That's a charge for the whole church. It wasn't just for his current disciples. Uh, Throughout history, God's people have responded, and uh, we have gone through ups and downs and uh, oscillating uh, responses from the culture in which we live. But the early church, the first Christians, they scattered throughout the vast Roman Empire in the years that followed the apostolic age. They passed off the scene and they faced a colossal task as they took up this charge. Reading recently in an article by a man named Ed Creedy, which I give credit for today uh, for shaping even my thoughts on this, that he that he was uh, actually documenting the the uh, the task that the early believers had before them in an ancient world that that celebrated pluralism and hedonism and power the gospel was very much offensive to the cult, to the culture and the people that they witnessed to the ancient world uh, was much like our own the, they were obsessed with self and the trappings of this life and. And uh, they were deeply, deeply in need of redemption. Uh, The crises and the divisions of even the last few months 
as our country is going through a time of great turmoil, really remind us of how far our nation seems from God. And it was even in the days of the Apostle Paul. Not uh, not one believer doesn't miss out on the sense of, of a tide of culture that's really rushing against us and we're swimming upstream against the current. But our hope is not lost. And there are several lessons that I think we can learn from the witness of the first Christians, lessons that that offer us hope even in our evangelism today. And I'm going to leave one today, the next day, and the next in our podcast so that we might be able to properly reflect on what is going on. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18, the Bible says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Religious belief uh, was actually hardwired into the Roman psyche, the way that they thought. They had gods for every conceivable thing. They had gods for money, gods for sex, God, gods for food, and gods for drink, and gods for war and peace. The list was endless. There were just such a multiplicity of gods in the marketplace. And in fact, you could actually go to the marketplace and just a pick a god for what you needed to have done at that particular moment or the uh, or the uh, purpose for which you were trying to, to, to find an answer. Each household even had their very own gods. Uh, they had uh, a form of ancestor worship with all of its multiplicity of rules and gods. There's a book by Larry Hurtado entitled The Destroyer of Gods. And he concluded that, quote, everyone was presumed to honor the gods and your own gods were supplied as part of your birthright. They were handed down to you. Uh, to be Roman was to believe in the gods. So the gospel call to submit to the God of Scripture alone was a call to reject the culture and the heritage of Rome itself. In fact, the early believers were even called atheists, believe it or not, because they did not honor, revere, and celebrate to the multiplicity of gods of Rome. The gospel message of forgiveness and grace and eternal life with the Creator God was just crazy-headedness. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians, it's foolishness to them. Uh, They don't understand it. It just doesn't make sense. Different tribes and families respected different gods, and there was no one deity that ever claimed to be the divine sovereign or authority over everything. The gods were known to be morally just a reflection of lost humanity, uh, they weren't creative. They didn't claim lordship, or they didn't. These gods never offered salvation. They were just good luck charms, bigger than mankind, and therefore they were in charge. But Christians, uh, the Christians came along and they taught an alien message to people, it, but it was life changing. The ancient world was trapped by sin, and there were some forms of religious worship that were incorporated. Uh, and that incorporated elements of hedonistic excess and, and immoral fantasy and depravity. But every act of Roman worship was a denial of God's sovereignty, celebrating instead the idols of the human heart. So there were gods and goddesses for every conceivable thing. But the Christians came along and offered that alien message 
current trends suggest that the attendance of church people or people in, excuse me, people in, in, in nations around the world is current trends figure is only de- uh, decreasing. And uh, church attendance, again, is no guarantee of, of salvation, but its decline is indicative of a country that is no longer a Christian nation uh, as it is here in America. Children are growing up in unchurched families, and many live with little or no knowledge of God or His Word. Yet, can I remind us today that the gospel, the gospel remains life-changing. Only Christ can offer life and life to the full. So, we've got to stand firm in the truth of the gospel. The Apostle Paul wrote very specifically in Romans, the first uh, first chapter, he said, For I am not ashamed, literally, I am not frustrated, because from the human perspective, we look out, uh, we look out into into, uh, our culture today, and if we're not careful, we can fall into the trap of thinking that we're on the losing side, but I want to remind you, even the Apostle Paul himself said, For I am not ashamed, I am not frustrated. The power of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. We can stand firm in the truth of the gospel today, not abandon the truth to fit into the world that we live in, but we can, like our early brothers and sisters in Christ, we can come to a culture that has meaningless idols and false gods, and we can speak to a culture that understands It's worth identity and reality only in corrupt and broken ways. And we can come to people whose greatest need is for a true Savior. I hope that we can uh, remember that even in the culture we're in, broken as it is, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ can save to the uttermost. Remember that today. God may bring somebody across your path.